The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out today. Uh, you know, our show is designed to inform, educate, and inspires con- inspire consumers on all things beauty. So whatever that is. Now, we understand that beauty sometimes can feel a little superficial on the outside, but we're also looking at the inside, and we're looking at ways to be able to have a healthier, more beautiful life, period. So if you look at some of the archives of the show that we've had, we've had life coaching, we've had skin professionals, makeup professionals, and I'm very excited to have my guest today here um, on the show, Mr. Dean Banowitz. Now, our show's titled Beauty Secrets from Hollywood Hair Guy, and Dean Banowitz is the official Hollywood hair guy. So welcome, Dean. Glad to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Perfect. Good. So I'm just going to do a little credential crush here on you, okay? Because everybody everybody needs to know this. But ultimately, what I really want to know, and I'm sure our listeners do too, is the real story behind Dean. So Dean Banowitz has been, you know, a hairdresser for many years, and he really has most of his success in Hollywood. So he is the lead hairstylist, X Factor, American Idol, currently with Dancing with the Stars, E! News Extra. He uh, was the hairstylist on The Hunger Games and Project X. He's been a guest expert on Ricky Lake, uh, America's Next Top Model, Soup Talk, uh, you name it. Um, He also has some really high-end celebrity clients like Simon Cowell, uh, Ryan Seacrest, Kelly Clarkson, Catherine McPhee, Jordan Sparks, Kirstie Alley, Tony Robbins. Impressive, yeah. So there's all the credential crush that I could do for you so everybody knows what an amazing and powerful man that you are. But ultimately... I want to hear about you, Dean. Tell me your story. Well, um, first and foremost, you know, I, I whenever I lecture at um, beauty colleges, this is my intro because, you know, you want to keep it short and sweet, but it has to be really, you know, to the point. My name is Dean Banowitz. I was born and raised on a farm in Iowa. I'm the 13th of 15 children. Um, I'm a decorated veteran, served in the U.S. Army. I have four medals, soldier of the year 1987. So basically, I can do your hair, kick your butt, and milk your cows. There you go. Yeah, good. It's, it's a lot going on, right? Very much so. So give us a little bit more of, you know, I mean, I, I, we're going to get into this place where it's like how you got into beauty with a, with a background like that. So give well, us a little bit. Well, you know, it all kind of, you know, just growing up on a farm in Iowa and literally having, you know, seven sisters. I um, learned how to braid hair early on, and so my sisters were constantly having me, you know, braid their hair. And the thing, too, is the work ethic in Iowa, especially when you are born and raised on a farm, you just have that attention to detail, and you have that commitment to work, and you're not afraid to work. So that was kind of instilled in me early on, and my mother, 
um, who actually just turned 90 this past weekend, and we all went home for that, which I loved. Um, <clears throat> you know, she's a big list person. And the thing that she always said was, you know, you can do whatever's on your list now or later, but you're going to have to do it. So the best thing is, is just to knock it out and move on to the next best thing. And that kind of has stuck with me throughout my entire life. And, you know, obviously I didn't um, really want to stay on the farm for the rest of my life. And I was kind of at a crossroads where I really didn't know what I wanted to do after the service. And my uh, brother, Leon, who's number 12, he was like, Dean, I really think you should do hair. You're a guy. You have great personality. You have an art background. And that's what I think you should do. And it was kind of funny because that's really all it took. And two weeks later, I was enrolled in beauty school, which was kind of shocking because I didn't even know what a Marcel iron was. But I didn't care because I was so happy because I felt really I felt really safe when I was there. And I felt like it was where I needed to be. Good. So you, so you went to beauty school in Iowa. I did at Bill Hills College of Cosmetology in the back of a furniture carpet ware- warehouse. Um, nothing glamorous by any means. Well, it has served you well. And so you finished beauty college and you hung out in Iowa for a little while, right? Yeah, I did. You know, um, <clears throat> because of that work ethic and I, I just kind of wanted to... I always, I'm always going to be working. And the one thing my mother has always said about me versus the other kids in the family is she never, ever, ever worries about me having a job because I do have that attention to detail and I'm, I'm driven too. So during beauty school, I would go and, um, you know, load trucks at UPS. Waterloo is one of my big trucks and there were a ton of John Deere parts. So they were incredibly heavy. So I figured that would be my workout. So I wouldn't have to go to the gym. And then after I'd get done with that, I would go to Circa 21 Dinner Playhouse, which was a, um, a regional dinner theater. And I was a singing waiter. And so we would do a pre-show and then we would do an intermission show plus waiting tables and that sort of thing. So it was a good transition right after beauty school. The theater hired me to do wigs for the productions. And so instead of loading trucks on UPS, I, I started styling wigs and cutting wigs and building, you know, different um, concepts for traveling shows that the theater would put on. And that was kind of like my first taste of there's life after milking cows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the art of wig dressing is really a very, very unique art. I mean, not everybody can do that in this industry as a hairdresser. They really can't. And I will say that one of the, one of the beautiful things about doing that first stint for that theater is you really have to learn how to MacGyver stuff because they will give you the smallest budget for wigs and you're like, oh my gosh, these are Halloween wigs, and how can I build this into something that's going to look more expensive, and and most importantly, it's going to portray the character of whatever that role is. And so I loved and I hated it because I worked by myself so I could just practice. And if I failed, I would just get another cheap wig and try something different. So it was a lot of trial and error for me, which is which served me incredibly well for the rest of my career. Well, who was your teacher during this time in doing that? I mean, were you just kind of self-learning this process? Everything was self-learned. And the thing too was I, um, the wig, it wasn't even a wig master, it was the costumer at the theater. 
had done so many different shows and he would, he kind of showed me a couple of different things and, um, and I would just kind of pick up things along the way. And at that same time, I, um, was going through my massage therapy and aesthetic school because I just, I've always wanted to be versatile enough where someone had to hire me. They could not not hire me. And so after I finished my massage therapy license, and I'm still at the theater at this time, um, Matrix Essential hired me as a platform artist when they had their Biolage Body Spa line. And this was, I was still in Iowa. So I would do, you know, local education events at different salons and um, spas. And I would do the local regional hair shows and that sort of thing. And when they discontinued that Biolage collection, they transferred me over to hair and makeup. And so all of those things really, really kind of played a huge part for me um, because the first person I ever assisted was Vivian McKinder, who's like a wig master. Mm-hmm. She is. And she saw me working and she was like, you know what, I like you because you're innovative. There's different things that you can do that are better. But I remember... I took a whiff of synthetic hair and I'm like, oh, good Lord, how am I going to make this straight? Because she wants it to be straight. So I remember, you know, maybe this is, you know, upbringing on the farm, but I got some duct tape. I duct taped my whiff to the table and then I sprayed it with water and got a really hard gel and just a really fine tooth comb. And I laid it as flat as I could and I put books on it so it would dry. And she goes, I love the innovation, but we can do that with a steamer. (laughs) <laughs> we can really smooth it out. But she was like, I like you because you're willing to go outside and do something different. All right. Didn't have steamers on the farm, I take it. <laughs> no, are you kidding? <laughs> that would have been so great in the milk house. Perfect. All right. So you so you started to develop some mentors in the industry um, through education, and, and but still kind of being this wig master and everything. So I know that there was something. Something happened that said, uh, Hollywood, here I come. When was that moment? Well, you know, I had, um, when I, I was doing the theater, and then I had opened up uh, my own salon, and it kept growing, and I, I was on my third location. And <clears throat> when I was talking with my employees, I'm a big goal person. So when I talk about a goal, you know, there's four parts to a, you know, to a goal. You have to be realistic, specific, you got to take accountability, and you need a timeline. You need, you need a deadline. So I would kind of go over all of those points with each one of my employees, and I'll never forget, there was one employee, her name is Kier, and I just actually saw her this past weekend when I did a class back in Iowa. But I was, I was talking to her about her goals, and she was like, well, you know, I don't really have any goals. And she was just fresh out of school and, and just really green. And I go, well, we all have to have some sort of goal. And she was like, well, you know, I'm my, I like my life, and it's just it's, it, you know, kind of coasting through. And I was like, well, in order to get a goal, let's think of something you're afraid of. And she goes, well, you know, I'm always a little apprehensive to sell retail. And I'm like, perfect. Easy fix. When you recommend retail, first and foremost, every single bottle of product, you should know two things, what it is and what it does. That's all. Don't get everything diluted by the special components or the proprietary ingredient or any of those things. You have to know what it is and what it does, what it is, what it does. 
And that's how I learned to sell products. Because you want a gel, this is a gel, this is what it does, it holds your hair. And so she was going, perfect, let's do that. And I go, you know, if you recommend three products, they'll usually buy one product. And she goes, okay, that's cool, that's my goal. Now, what are your goals, Dean? And it was kind of funny because I had the salon and every single penny I made and every single ounce of time went back into that salon and I kind of overlooked my own goals. Interesting. And she was like, you know, we always give six months for a goal. That's our timeline. And I remember this was September of 99. And I go, you know what? I've always wanted to do hair for television and film. But let's be realistic about this. We live in Iowa. So my options are I might do the the hair for the local television show, the local news station, if I drive 35, 40 miles to the big city. And then what are your chances of meeting that anchor? Or I could do a farm and fleet commercial or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so and this is in 99 where, you know, you have no internet and you have no Google. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to tell everybody what I want to do. But it was funny because Kira goes, you know what? I don't think you can do this in six months. And I'm a Leo. So when you tell me I can't do something, I try even harder to do it to prove you wrong. And so I told my good friend, Vicki Peters, who I'm sure you know. Yes, heavy, of course. Yeah. Have you in the nail world? God bless her soul. We're, you know, we miss her a lot. But I remember I told her we were sitting at an airport. We, were, we had just finished doing a show. And she goes, you know what, Dean? I'm going to keep my eyes open for you. And I think it was a month later, I got a little clipping in the mail. She goes, I found this in, a, in just a local beauty magazine. And I thought of you. And she cut it out and she sent it to me. And it was for Onset Motion Picture Hair Academy in Santa Monica, California. Perfect. Hold it right there because we're going to go on. we're going to go to break and I want you to then tell the story now that the inspiration is hit and you're ready to go. All right, we'll be right back. We have Dean Banowitz here, Hollywood Hair Guy with us today. Streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com are you looking to uncover your authentic self looking to improve your communication selling or public speaking skills discover naked audience productions trainings on public speaking leadership sales and healing mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways from promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I have my guest with me today, Dean Banowitz. He is the Hollywood hair guy. So he is currently the lead stylist on Dancing with the Stars. Previous to that, American Idol and a whole lot in between. He just shared a story with us that uh, he grew up on a farm in Iowa, um, one of 15 children, and um, is now like a leading stylist out in Hollywood. And so he's got some secrets he's going to share with us here. But we're just about at the point in the story where he's leaving Iowa and coming to Hollywood, and I'm looking forward to hearing this part, Dean. So take us take us on the road trip with you to Hollywood. Well, the, I, I will just mention Mary Guerrero is the lead stylist on Dancing. I'm just one of the main team members for Dancing with the Stars, but I'll tell you much more about that in a bit. Perfect. Thanks for that clarification. Yeah, absolutely. So do you know what was funny? Because when Vicki Peters sent me this clipping for Onset Motion Picture Hair Academy, I was like, okay, so I call this academy and they teach how to do hair for television and film. And I was like, no beauty school ever teaches that because it's not part of any state board examination. And so I was like, okay, so now I have to take accountability for the goal that I'm setting with Kier. And again, remember, this was September of 99 when Kier and I are having this conversation and I call Susan Lipson, who owns Onset Motion Picture Hair Academy. I think the website is onsethair.com. But it was $2,500 for a week. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of money. But I need to do this because I do need to get back into my goal searching. So January 3rd, 2000, I signed up for a class, flew to Los Angeles, stayed with some of my friends, and <clears throat> went about taking this class. And I... I you know, I learned that the camera only sees two dimensions. So you have to build that third dimension with either texture, curls or crimping or any type of braid or any texture of that sort or color because that color will help to build that dimension. When you look at anybody who's on camera, even a newscaster, you'll see bold highlights because their hair comes alive. If it's all dark, it just starts to look kind of helminy. So you learn a lot of new things, and Susan's big focus at that time was doing operatic hair. So you had these hairstyles that are literally four feet tall. Wow. And you're like, okay, that's some serious foundation work, and I guess I'm going to learn a lot of stuff in this class. So I just went about it very much my mother's child. Everything that's on that list, you check it off, and you move on to the next thing. You know, you move on to that next option or, or, or technique. And my thing is, is when you do any kind of a class, you have to have fun with it. Nobody wants doom and gloom. I kind of run for mayor of wherever I am because I want to meet everybody. It's all part of networking and it's, it's finding out what makes people tick. So I go through the process and we have all of these, um, all of these ideas for using the Marcel iron and using the oven, things that I've never done in Iowa. And I thought it was kind of funny because Susan's like, you need to move to Los Angeles. And I go, but that's not part of my goal plan. 
<laughs> my goal is to do a commercial for Farm and Fleet. <laughs> and it was just kind of funny because she was like, I need your resume. And I'm like, I'm a salon owner. Why do I need a resume? And I kept pushing back. And she just, you know, she kept hounding me. And I remember I came back from that class and I was getting so many voicemails from studios and production companies asking me for my resume and seeing if I was interested in this show or that show. And I called Susan. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? You're, you're giving my name to everybody. And she goes, because you need to be here. Wow. So they saw something in you. Oh, she did. Yeah. And she wasn't letting it go. And she was like, listen to me. You apply for one of those jobs. You send your resume to one of those shows and I will leave you alone. And I was like, okay. So I sent my resume to the television show Extra. I faxed it over to them. They called me in less than 10 minutes to offer me an interview. Now, this is in Glendale, California. When they offered me the interview, I was like, oh, my God, now I, now I have to do it. So I cashed in some more miles, flew back out, stayed with my friends in Santa Monica, and I went for this interview. Now, I've never had a hair interview before, except for, you know, when I'm working in a salon, they ask about qualifications and so on and so forth. Well, I get to the extra television studio and they put a brush in my hand and they're like, you're doing the host hair for today's show. Now, to talk about broadcast news is one thing. I was so nervous because in Iowa, 35 people might see the hair I do on a daily basis, 65 if they go into a local tavern, right? <laughs> right. And 8 million people watch the show. And I was like, okay, I need to just get a grip. People are either going to love me or not. And both are fine because you can't please everybody. So I just went about doing this woman's hair who was hosting at that time. And she was telling me what to do. And, and I was doing it. And... <clears throat> she seemed, you know, she seemed to really like it. And I remember going home from that trip and my friends are like, well, how did it go? And I'm like, well, they said they liked me, but it's LA. I don't know if they're telling, I don't know if they're telling <laughs> the truth. And it was kind of funny because they, they called me within three days and offered me the job. And I had beat out 170 stylists for that job. Wow. So this, this was really destiny for you here. It was destiny, but then I was like, okay, now they offered me a job. Now I've got to move to Los Angeles. And I have how many salons back in Iowa? I had, well, and I had consolidated them all to one bigger salon because I kept outgrowing okay. them. Got it. But my first day of work on the television show Extra was Valentine's Day 2000, less than six months of making my original goal with Kier, my stylist. And to this day, she always, she always brings that up. She just brought it up this past weekend. And she was like, Anytime you set your mind to something, you just actually do it. There's some magic to that, huh? But I think it's, I think it's that, that, that concept of intention. Like, yes. what is your intention? Are you serious about this? And what happens if it goes your favor? Are you willing to take that chance? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was scared to death to, to move out to Los Angeles where I only knew two people. And it was one of those situations where I'm like, okay, it's fight or flight. I was in the Army. I was Soldier of the Year. I can do this. 
Yes, you can. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's how it started. And that's really interesting because it's, you know, like I had that same kind of vision in regards to this radio show. And really, you know, it's, I, 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 my intention was not to share with the industry any knowledge that we already know, but for our industry to have a platform and a venue to share with consumers what they should know about us and the beauty world that we're in. Um, and so I just kept saying, I just have to figure out how to get my voice out there. I have to figure out how to get my voice out right. there. <laughs> and the next thing you know, Voice America is calling me. And I'm like, well, hmm, isn't that interesting? <laughs> when the when somebody knocks on the door, open it. Yeah, absolutely. So here we are. And uh, okay, so you made it to Hollywood. Um, you're working on some shows. You're doing some hair. You know, this is not an easy task. There's a lot of people that have tried this and failed at this. And so this is right. not an easy task to be able to have success there. And and it's a different it's a different kind of success, I think, too. You you really have to be you have to be that committed in it because it's not just your typical nine to five job or Tuesday to Saturday like a lot of people think, you know, a beauty is. You're right. you know, you're on call, you're going, you're strong. So give us, you know, I'm I'm curious. I wanted to kind of go you started with extra, but American Idol was this big opportunity for you. Right. Well, you know, I'm on the television show Extra and I'm working with this host and <clears throat> it's a Monday through Friday gig. And the reason I got hired on this show because it was a non union show. Oh. I didn't have to be in the union. I could just go work on the show just like any other job. And I remember that host who was working there got fired and or her contract was up and they hired Lisa Gibbons. And Lisa was bringing her entire team to the television show Extra. And at the last minute, her hair person fell out because she was going to start working, doing features and doing Tom Cruise's hair for movies and everything else. So they needed to interview a hair person to be part of her team. And she was like, I don't want anybody from the original team because I want all new people. I just want to surround myself with new. And I remember my bosses at Extra going, you know what? He's really new. He's really green. He's a good worker. And you should just give him an opportunity. And I remember the day I did a test with Lisa. And, you know, the previous host would never really let us talk while while we were working. She was very focused about just getting her stuff done. And so... When I started to do Lisa's hair, she started to talk to me and ask me questions about my family, about life. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? And it kind of messed me up and it kind of made me lose my focus. And, you know, when you do a test for a show, you do the hair, you go out to the soundstage, they take a still from the camera and they put it on a big jumbotron. And the first time you do somebody's hair, there's a learning curve where, you know, does she like more body volume? Does she like more curl texture? Does she like wave? You know, it's all perf- you know, personal preferences. And I personally didn't think her hair looked great when I did it. But I remember walking back to the hair room and she was like, you know what, Dean, let's call your mom Sally. And I was like, why do you want to call? Like in my head, I'm like, why? And I remember calling my mom and she answered and I go, mom, Lisa wants to talk to you. And my mom, same thing. She was like, Why? And I go, I don't know, just be nice. (laughs) And Lisa picked up the phone and she goes, Sally, I wanted to be the first person to tell you that your son has a job with me for the next three years. Oh, that's nice. And I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is amazing. And that's really when my journey started because she was so creative and she just let me do my job and let me do everything I wanted to. And on Thursdays at the television show Extra is when we shoot the weekend show. And Ryan Seacrest was a guest host. 
he came in at four o'clock in the morning and I'm doing his hair. And now a lot of people don't realize that Ryan has curly hair. And at that time in 2000, it kind of looked like a blondish toupee because he had so many highlights on the top of his head, but nowhere else. Yep. I remember that. And he was like, I go, what do you want done with your hair today? And he goes, just do whatever. And now he's a guest weekend host. He has a potential job of, you know, getting hired at extra. And he goes, you know what? Just do whatever you want to do. And I go, anything I want to do. And he was like, yes, absolutely. So I remember putting, I, I wet his hair down. I blew it out straight. I sprayed a thermal product on and I took a little flat iron and I started flat ironing his hair and it might've sizzled a little bit and he kind of freaked out and he jumped back and he goes, what are you doing to me? And I go, it's more about my career now than yours. Cause I only have 20 minutes to get you finished. And it was right. funny. Sit because, down and shut up. Exactly. And I took out my blonde mascara wand and my brunette mascara wand. I put low lights in the top, highlights in the bottom. So it looked like a cohesive head of hair. I styled it and I changed the silhouette of his face. Because when his hair isn't done, he looks like he has a chubby face and he's so thin. Yeah, yeah. And I remember he looked at himself and he was like, I've never felt better about the way I look. And since that day on, he put me in his contract and that's how I got American Idol. Perfect. Well, hold that thought right there because we're going to go back to another break. So Lisa Gibbons, Ryan Seacrest, these are some pretty big names and they have very notable hair. And Dean Banowitz is the man that's making that happen. So you guys follow me on twi- uh, Twitter, uh, Bonnie, uh, at Bonnie Bonadeo, and you can also follow Dean too. So his Twitter is at Dean Banowitz, um, also Instagram, dbano. So flood us. We want to hear your insight. We want to hear your things. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Up Close with Chris Tinney is now on Voice America Variety. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, Chris brings you the thought leaders, activists, and socially responsible entrepreneurs taking action for the environment, doing business in a new way, and helping the underprivileged. Call in or listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, and learn how the small decisions you make today have a big impact on our small planet in the future. Tune in to Up Close with Chris Tinney on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. 
If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are talking with Dean Banowitz, Hollywood hair guy, and he's sharing with us beauty secrets from Hollywood. So we, uh, you know, I want you guys to know, follow me on Facebook, too, at uh, Beauty Inside and Out Show. And also feel free to tweet me uh, at uh, Bonnie Bonadeo. And so we've got, so Dean's sharing with us. Now he's uh, got the opportunity to be doing American Idol, which, you know, American Idol was one of those early shows in, in, in regards to reality TV. Like I watched Survivor um, and American Idol and, you know, Survivor was raw. So you really got to see people's emotions and and feel them and see them, how they would make decisions on the fly, how they would make decisions when they're in fight and flight, as you had mentioned before. And, you know, American Idol kind of was more of this, like, opportunity to watch people who didn't believe in themselves actually start to believe in themselves. And I'm a big believer that how that happened is because you and your team and all the people of hair, makeup, and, you know, and and, uh, clothing started to transform these people on the outside, which built some level of confidence for them to be that powerful on the inside. Right. Well, and I I will say that when you were talking about Survivor, Survivor's when you, you know, it's raw and it's gritty, but it's also when you saw their gray roots because they had no hair and makeup. Right. And it was when they saw that transformation happen on American Idol, that's when people started to pay attention. Absolutely. That's when I and, started to pay attention. Well, and do you know what? It was really kind of funny because I, like, my, I kind of knew I was doing something really incredible. And it was, it happened first season with Kelly Clarkson. Oh yeah. She was a huge transformation. Huge transformation. And then it really blew up season two with Clay Aiken. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, in my mind, I'm like, this is a 13 week show. It's not Oprah Winfrey where you have an instant gratification aha moment. You need to do little changes frequently. So by the end of the show, when they show that audition photo and the finale photo, they're like, holy smokes, look how he has changed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, it was an external transformation, but you really got to get to know that person and see their internal transformation, too. Completely. And, you know, I always tell people, people handle stress differently. You know, Carrie Underwood, very quiet when she's stressed. Um, Kelly Pickler will not stop talking when she's stressed. <laughs> you know, so it's like understanding personalities. And I will have to say, uh, you know, a story about Carrie Underwood. Um, you know, it's a live show. And I go, Carrie, how would you like to have your hair today? And she goes, well, you know, I don't know. Because she's kind of passive. And she, she is more focused on the, the song than all the other ancillary stuff. Mm-hmm. So I go, well... I'm, and here's me, a hairdresser. I'm like, I got to hurry. What do you want? You know, what do you want? And, uh, and I go, what kind of song are you singing? And she goes, I'm singing a heart song. And I go, great. How about I make you look like you graduated in 1985 with me? And she was like, okay. So I cobra out the sides. I gave a big mall bang. And I remember my assistants were all so much younger than me. And they're like, what the hell are you doing? And I go, just wait for it. And the very next day, 
the front page of the USA Today life section, it said, big hair, bigger voice. Oh, like, love oh, that. People are paying attention. Yeah. Now I have to be even more mindful about how my image and the image of the industry is being projected on the show. Yeah, absolutely. There's such a tie into that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I loved every minute of the whole American Idol and watching people become stars. And, you know, for me, it was that was kind of a favorite and in the rawness of Survivor, like watching people at their worst, right? right. <laughs> um, because it was real everyday people, you know, but, um, you know. Real so everyday people. Real everyday people. Millions of people. Millions. And so the transformation of real everyday people in, in front of that screen was amazing to watch, you know, from my perspective of, you know, that belief that really having, there's a part where they had to start believing in themselves and that started to show on the outside. And exactly. Yeah. And so that, that was great. Like, I think it was season two with Kimberly Locke because she had really curly hair. And I was like, you know, Kim, let's let's mix this up a little bit. And I remember she would come to my apartment the night before and I would blow her hair out, which took forever. And it was funny because the very next day, the first day she had her hair blown out, the I remember the blogs were going crazy on the American Idol website. And she came up to me and she goes, Dean, I've never felt so beautiful. And I go, when you look good, you feel better. When you feel better, your confidence is elevated and you're going to perform. And she goes, it's completely true. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, and I'm going to kind of throw it off the other end here, Um, you know, because the voice now, you know, kind of has taken some lead in in this, you know, singing genre show of, of reality. And I, and I loved the idea of how they did it with it was, it wasn't about looking at the person, it was about hearing the person, you know, right. so really hearing and feeling the talent of them. But it didn't matter once they turned around, you know, the talent was there, then they still had to go through that transformation over the course of that show as well. So, right. yeah, so it was and it was and, even more fun, because you never knew, you know, they didn't know what to expect. And and in, exactly. in, in the voice that they had and everything. But by the way, I just want to, will you please get Adam Levine and just try and get him as a client and have him stop doing the silly things he's doing. He is, <laughs> right. he's such a handsome man. He just needs nice, clean hair and his scruffy face. And yeah, yeah, you go after him, all right? Exactly. Thank you. Perfect. I will happily go after him. Now, okay. I'll let you know if I need to be bailed out of jail. Okay, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And which, by the way, I saw in your bio there that you have all these Hollywood parties. And so I'm just going to go ahead and create an opportunity for you to Invite me to the next one, all right? <laughs> I will I will make sure I keep you on the list. There you go. All right, so American Idol, big success. Anything else you want to share with that? Because I want to talk about Dancing with the Stars, which is where you're currently at. Right. Well, you know, with, with American Idol, I did um, six years, and then I am kind of that seven-year itch person. Mm-hmm. And I was approached by um, some of the other partners at InStyler to really start creating a tool. And so I ventured off to do that. And that's where I met Linda Flowers, who's the de- who was the department head for Hunger Games. And she invited me to be one of the five builders for the second Hunger Games movie, which was Catching Fire. So that's where I kind of um, branched out and started to be a little more creative futuristically with hair. And it was funny because one of the people who was working on Hunger Games also works on Dancing with the Stars. And so when Mary Guerrero, who's the department head, was like, you know, we need another swing person who we can hire just to day check in case we need a backup. And they're like, you should really check out Dean. And so I day checked on Dancing with the Stars 
gosh, for probably three seasons before um, a position really came open. And I remember the very first day on Dancing with the Stars, I'm doing Melissa Gilbert's hair, Little House on the Prairie. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was so in my head about working on Laura Ingalls that I really couldn't focus. <laughs> and, you know, because that was the staple. That was a family value show right. that my parents made all 15 kids sit down and watch. Yeah, I totally get that. And, you know, I grew up with her and she has no clue who I am, but now I'm working on her hair. And the thing with Dancing with the Stars is... You have so many different genres of hair that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, you have, you know, what is an Argentine tango hair supposed to look like? What's Mm -hmm. a pasta doble? What's contemporary? What's, you know, so what's the waltz? What are these, what are these stylistic focused styles that we have to do? Thank God for Google because I'm constantly Googling. Uh, I need to do a hairstyle from 1952. Um, But it pushes you. And once you have your standard um, knowledge of how to execute that hair, now it's a whole new show because now that hair has to stay. How do you lock that hair in? How do you create a foundation when, you know, Whitney Carlson is doing a flip and we don't want her hairpiece to come flying off? Right. What do you do? So I have learned so much on Dancing with the Stars with anchoring, foundation, and actually being able to read the hair on camera. Again, if you have dark hair, we have to put blonde pieces in and integrate it so we build that third dimension. And so a lot of that is putting in hair extensions and um, you know support systems to hair in order to make it work while they're dancing, right? Right. I mean, last season I was doing Rumor Willis, who has really dark hair. And I remember doing... Um, an intricate style. I think it might have been crimped or something, and I was it was rolled. But she has dark hair, so you couldn't see it. And I remember Mary, who I adore, who runs that department because she is a lifesaver. She was like, "Dean, this is going to sound crazy, but I have some iridescent thread. Let's just kind of sew some stitching in there so you can see it." And I was like, "Really?" And she goes, "Yeah." And so I did, and it made a world of difference. So it's a whole new way of doing hair that you've learned um, in being with Dancing with the Stars. And, I mean, these are celebrities, too. So, I mean, oh, yeah. you, you have a lot more at stake here in the celebrity hair. Um, you do have a lot more at stake. A lot and more at stake. The woman who sits right next to me is Gail Ryan, who has won an Academy Award for hair for The Grinch. She built huge pieces, and she's multiple Emmys. The woman behind me, Jen Guerrero, is um, known for her architectural styling. So I'm in between these two. So I'm a firm believer, if you want to be great, surround yourself with great people because I am constantly watching them. Well, and that just goes to show because you are, you've been twice nominated for an Emmy. So your time is just around the corner, isn't it? Um, I Yes, I, want, I was nominated for one for Dancing with the Stars and the other one was for So You Think You Can Dance, another tough hair show. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Now, I know you talked about the InStyler and so people may not know the connection. So just before we go to this next break, can you share with a, a little bit about the InStyler, this tool that you created? Because our consumers may not have an awareness that it's you. Well, the, um, the InStyler, well, if they've ever seen the infomercial, that's me on the infomercial. And it was really interesting leaving American Idol and, and venturing to do a new tool. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a patent holder, and I'm one of the, the ergonomic creators and helped just really put the whole, um, the whole system together. And the thing is, is 
you have um, you have all of these people, engineers and everybody else who are absolutely amazing, and I'm doing all of these um, all of these greats. Okay, we'll be right back with Dean. So we had a phone ringing in there. I'm not sure who that was. Um, but we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. And when Dean comes back, he's going to tell us a little bit more about the InStyler and also who's hot and who's not in Hollywood right now. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. My guest, Dean Banowitz, Hollywood hair guy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how important that call was, but thank you for not taking it there. Okay? <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Yeah, because this is kind of important stuff here because I'm getting to the good stuff. Now, I want to have you finish up the in-styler piece. So if there's an opportunity you want to share with our consumers of how they can still uh, get the in-styler and what they need to know about that. But the next, uh, this is what I really want to know. Who's hot? Who's not in Hollywood? And who do you want to get hold of? Perfect. Well, with the in-styler, um, we have it at Bed Bath & Beyond, Alta Target, Walmart, Sears. It's, it's worldwide now in 28 countries. But it's a really new innovation and, and tools of how to do your hair. You know, and I love the opportunity to be on QVC and to do presentations and, and to kind of mix up my career a little bit too and experience new things. Um, and InStyler.com is, is where they can see a ton of videos and just Google my name. You'll see me more than you've ever wanted to see me before. Dean Banowitz, B-A-N-O-W-E-T-Z. So that's how you can yes. find him. And that's how you can find the InStyler in, in, your, in some of your local retailers, too. So that's really awesome. I didn't know that. All right. Who's hot? Who's not? And who do you want to get hold of? Well, okay. Let's just start with who's not hot. Donald Trump. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I, honestly, if it's ever released who the hairdresser is of Donald Trump, I fear for that person's life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. So who's hot? Well, I love, and I have for a long time, but I love Gwen Stefani so much because she's just so innovative with all of her hair. And Danilo, who's a friend of mine, does just really amazing out-of-the-box stuff with her. And she, this is the big difference, she owns it. Yeah, oh, she does, yeah. And she's fierce. And the other person I love is Jeannie Mai, who's on The the Reel. Mm -hmm. If, If you don't know Jeannie, you should really look her up because she is an adventurous hair woman. She's so sweet. I, w- I used to work with her when she was, um, when she was over at E. Yeah. yeah love yeah. her. Yeah, good. And the one I would love to get my hands on, not that I want to change a lot, but I just maybe uh, she's kind of my obsession, but it's Sandra Bullock. I love oh, her. Oh, I love Sandra. Yes. And I-, I think we would just end up being girlfriends and I'd probably go get Manny's and Petty's with her. I don't know. Yeah, no, she's, she, I think she's got a beautiful spirit and that certainly shows in all the work that she does. So I, you do. know, I mean, some caramel highlights wouldn't help. I, you know, I mean, it wouldn't hurt, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I think, I think there's opportunity there for you, Dean. So you make that happen. All right, Sandra, if you're listening yeah, by right. chance, uh, Dean's ready. Dean's ready for you there. Perfect. You know what, Dean, will you share with us as we're kind of coming to a close and an hour goes really fast, doesn't it? It does. Um, yeah. Is, you know, what was your great, what's your greatest moment in, you know, you're a hairdresser and this is, this is sometimes not looked at as the most ideal career choice for a lot of people, but what's your greatest moment in being a hairdresser? You know what? I, well, I would love to, I mean, obviously being nominated for two Emmys, not just one, but two, my very first year is amazing. Having the opportunity to take my brother, Leon, who told me to do hair, as my plus one on the red carpet was pretty spectacular. And it was life-changing for both of us. And he's like, what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know. We're in this together. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, my whole focus is to just make all of my friends and family back in Iowa proud that someone who was born and raised on a farm in Iowa can do great things if they want to. Oh, that's beautiful. And so what would you like to share then with our listeners and and all of our consumers out there of, you know, just something in regards to beauty that's going to make them feel good? Because I think we I, I think we really showcase the fact that the transformation that you've done on these shows on TV, these reality type of shows, is that there is an opportunity when people feel good on the outside, they become something so powerful on the inside. Well, my biggest thing, and I say this a lot, and I'm working on the final season for American Idol coming up this spring, Mm -hmm. but every single person, I don't care who you are, every single person has the opportunity to be beautiful. You have to own it, and you have to really have that self-confidence, and a lot of times a simple haircut can give you that additional confidence that you need. It's true. It's true. You, I, I have to say, I'm very embarrassed today, and I'm glad you're not in the studio live <laughs> with me right now. Cause There's I am, no judging. I am having a really bad hair day, but uh, I do have an appointment with my hairdresser this afternoon. So, you know how there's always those days where it's kind of like, ooh, maybe I don't need my hair done. It really came out great today. Not the case for me at all. My hair was a mess, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to own it, being a little messy. I'm going to have a great conversation with Dean, and then I'm going to go to my hairdresser and have it done. Do you know, it was one thing that I constantly always think of is Bill Hill's College of Cosmetology. Bill Hill, who was the owner, 
He constantly said this. And he was like, people want to know you care before they care what you know. Oh, true. If you don't treat them with respect and, you know, be that loving. I always just say I'm their, you know, gay uncle, their gunkle, because everybody needs to have a little bit of support. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Now, did you do your mom's hair when you went back for her 90th birthday? I did. I gave her a haircut and I styled her hair, along with about 20 other people in my family. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, it's a pretty large family, so you pretty much just spent your vacation going back um, doing hair. But that's okay. It's family, right? I never give up the opportunity to do my family's hair. And I even told my sister today on the phone when I was talking with her that I had a dream about her last night. And uh, she'd come into a whole bunch of money, won the lottery or something, and she went out and just started spending money like crazy and being really, you know, really out of control with it and and off the cuff and not her normal self. And then I and she came and asked me for a haircut. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'll give you a haircut. And then she's like, never mind. I can pay for a really good haircut. And I remembered in my dream just being like, what? No. <laughs> You're like, boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I told her that. And she says, yeah, I probably would do that. And I'm like, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So I have a quote I want to share with you. And then we're going to wrap this up here. Okay. Um, it, I like to end with a quote in the show. And then I'd love your feedback on it. So some people look for a beautiful place. Others make a place beautiful. And I think you're making Hollywood beautiful, Dean. Oh, you're very sweet. I love to make everything around me um, uh, camera ready, including the house clothing, just how you look. I think every everything you should surround yourself with should be beautiful. Yeah, and that's and that's easy to do because if you feel it from the inside, it's a reflection on the outside. Exactly. Yeah, that's really great. Well, thank you so much for being here. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before I wrap up and go into what's coming up next week? Well, I'm a needy Leo, so I'd love everybody to follow me on Instagram, which is dbano. And my um, Twitter is at Dean Banowitz, and it's E-T-Z, not I-T-Z. E-T-Z, perfect. So follow, Echo Tango Zulu. Follow Dean Banowitz on Instagram, dbano, and then also on Twitter, Dean Banowitz at Dean Banowitz. And, yeah, and stay in touch with him. He's doing some amazing things, and he's really making beauty, uh, being a good representative, representative of beauty for us in the beauty industry. So... Thank you for being here. Next time, you promise you're going to come back. You're going to be live in the studio with me because, yeah, you still got Careful that. what you wish for. Yeah, I want to see that beard in action. Yeah. Well, watch for the 12 beards of the fall festival. They'll be coming up soon. Excellent. Good. Well, thanks for being here, Dean Banowitz, Hollywood hair guy. All right, so next week we have the show. We're going right to the body. There are all these new techniques that are taking place right now, from cool sculpting to uh, laser and making you skinny, making you, you know, bathing suit ready. And uh, we have uh, we have a guest from Suddenly Slimmer that's coming in next week that is going to be able to share with us some of how these techniques work, what they cost, what the, what's the procedure, and really how long they last. I mean, these are the questions I want to know, right? I got love handles. I want to know how to get rid of the love handles. All right. And uh, as usual, you know, this is October, so it's breast Cancer Awareness Month and Cancer Awareness Month in general. So, you know, if you have a friend, a family member, be a supportive person to them. Make sure that uh, you are doing everything you can to make their life feel more beautiful in any way that you can. And also, October is, uh, you know, a, a Domestic Awareness Month. So, you know, if you know somebody that's not good, we have a program in our industry called Cut It Out, and your hairdresser might be aware of it. So, 
it's a hard thing to talk about and it's a hard thing to share and it's a big secret that a lot of people have. So we want to make sure that people understand that in our community and beauty, your hairdresser can be the person you can share this with and they'll guide you to what might be next. So again, follow me on uh, Twitter, Bonnie Bonadeo, Facebook, Beauty Inside and Out Show, or you can email me, Bonnie at Bonnie Bonadeo. Dean, loved having you. Thanks for being here. Bye, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.